Welcome to the Empowering Her podcast. I'm Melody Pormorati, and um, today I have such a treat for you all. I get to have a beautiful conversation with my friend, with Girl Life Facilitator, with light worker Rena Rupariella. Um, I selfishly get so excited for these conversations because it's no co- coincidence that the women who enter our program as facilitators um, have so much to teach and ho- so much wisdom that our girls need. And, and I learn so much from each and every one of them every time I have an opportunity to have a chat like this one. So we talk all about the, the power of self-acceptance and radical self-acceptance and, and really go into detail on what is that? What does that look like? What does that feel like in the mind? What does it feel like in the body? So um, join us for this beautiful conversation. You can check out the show notes to see how you can get in touch with Rena. Um, and without further ado, I hope you enjoy. Good morning. Happy Monday, everybody. Today we're talking about radical self-acceptance. I'm waiting for my beautiful friend, Rena, to join us from Toronto. Um, And we are going to talk about her journey. She's an incredible woman. She's actually one of our Girl Life facilitators, and she has so much to share on what it is to love yourself, to accept yourself, how the two are connected, and really just hearing about her own journey. And I'm going to wait for her to come on to to tell you more. Welcoming you, Nicole. Love to cook. Paramount Realty. Uh, love seeing you guys here with me live. How's everyone doing this Monday morning? I know it's like a funky time of year. Some people aren't on regular work schedules because we're on holiday or COVID. <laughs> yes. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Nicole. So we're going to wait. There she is. Good morning, Rena. Hi. Sorry. Let me just get set up. How are you? How are you, my friend? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm so happy to see you bright and early on this Monday morning. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. I have, I've been taking a bit of a social media break. So have you really? Good yeah. for you. Uh, good for you. I, I have never done this, believe it or not. I have never. <laughs> but you know what? My work is on social media. I kind yeah. of feel... And it's kind of my heart. Like, I love it. So I can't step away for too long, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. It's nice to take a break, but I was missing it. So I'm happy to be on today. And I love this topic because it's yes, so relevant love- right now. And you are so the perfect person to speak to on this topic. I just love seeing you put yourself out there and share your truth day in and day out. And I'm, I'm excited to talk about it, but I'm going to let you introduce yourself first. Sure. So hi, everyone. My name is Rena Ruparelia. I am a girl life facilitator. I'm also the, I, I guess, the person who runs a page called Psoriasis Thoughts, where I share my journey on skin positivity. Um, I'm also someone who uh, teaches mindfulness and meditation. So I do a bunch of different things. And I would say I'm a curious soul uh, with just always learning. And something I'm very proud of this year is that I've read 60 books. So I'm feeling, yeah, I was doing, I was doing some reflection. It's a lot of information, but it was the challenge for me. So yes, thank you. Best with books too. What's on the top of your list? 
so far? What's my favorite? You know, one that stands out. I love Thrive by Arianna Huffington. Yeah. I thought that was a beautiful book um, all about, you know, work-life balance and Absolutely. yes. Yeah. Is- wellness. It is an amazing story. That is a great book. And I have to pick it up again. Look behind me. Do you see all that? <laughs> yes. I've made it through all of them, but, but I do, I love collecting books and reading books. So <laughs> that's very cool and quite an accomplishment, 60 books. So, um, well, we are so happy to have you here. You're doing amazing things in the world. And I want to talk a little bit about you and like, what is self-acceptance to you? Mm, I believe that self-acceptance is beating ourselves where we are. Mm. That is the biggest thing for me. Um, So as I said, I'm someone who lives with psoriasis, which is a visible skin condition. It's an autoimmune condition. You can kind of manage it, but you go through periods like I'm going through now where your palms kind of flare up, your body flares up in red scales. And I developed this condition at the age of 14. And so when I developed it, I was really heartbroken, but I was kind of in denial, right? I didn't, at 14 years old, you're not thinking about self-acceptance. You just want to fit in. You want acceptance from everyone else. And and so you get these lesions all over your body. I got these lesions and I thought, oh crap, how is anyone ever going to accept me this way? Like, how am I ever going to fit in? Is anyone ever going to like me, right? All those things you worry about as a teenager. Um, And so for me, when the skin kind of would calm and it would come back and it would calm and it would come back. It was an exercise in self-acceptance. It was an exercise in me learning to love and accept myself as I am, no matter what my skin looked like, no matter what my body expressed itself like. Um, And it went, I, I would say it went from denial to really hating myself to then coming to a place where I started to accept Except meaning no matter what, without conditions, my baseline, I am good and I am enough at this baseline. And there's nothing I need to do or to achieve in order to actually um, be accepted. And so I always tell people self-love can feel like a bit of a stretch, but self-acceptance feels like something a little bit closer, right? So um, more achievable, which then gives way to self-love, right? Yes. Yes. I don't know if anyone who's watching feels that way. You know, I always think like, what, like, where, where do we meet ourselves? Because it's so hard to actually love ourselves when we've been hating ourselves for so long or disliking ourselves. I remember looking in the mirror and pulling out every physical thing that was wrong with me and then going into things like right now. So I'm going through a flare up and my skin was clear for a really long time. I was in remission. And when it came back, I felt like a lot of my old feelings came back and all of those things. So when, you know, when I contacted you, when I started doing the Girl Life program, I think that was in 2017. Yes. It was because I was starting to love and accept myself. And at a younger age, I really needed that support. And I needed a woman or a man, whoever. I just needed someone to show me that that I was okay. Um, And so, so, so that was a beautiful part of, of, of sharing the girl life curriculum, you know, and kind of circling with these girls to say like, guys, I've been here. We all want to fit in, but we're also unique. And so when we accept ourselves and we take care of ourselves, then we're better for each other and for, Mm -hmm. yeah. And for, yeah. Yeah. And I always say as women, like we've got this gift when we learn something, when we go through something, when we figure out how it's been done. It's almost like our birthright to get out there and show other people how it's done, which is exactly what you dove head first into. But like looking at you and your journey and this 14 year old girl, that's exactly, exactly actually the age that my daughters are right now. So I'm like really visualizing it. 
Um, you had to go through all of these steps alone. You didn't have social media at the time, right? To like say, hey, look at, like, I love the way you are calling it out. You are sharing parts of your body. You're sharing um, week on, on like a week to week basis, what's up for you with this condition. And so how lucky are the people following you? But what did you have? Like, what kind of resources did you have? What kind of support system? Like who was telling you that this is okay and this is normal and this is part of who you are? Nobody, okay. <laughs> nobody. Um, and because I was looking for validation. So there was a lot of covering up. I wasn't, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I don't even think I was really reaching out for support because I didn't think it was valid for me to need support. I was mm -hmm. like, why am I, you know, this is an aesthetic problem. This is yeah. about me and, 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 my, and, and how I look. Why am I wasting my time when there's other people in the world? I just want to be accepted. So once this goes away, then I can live my life. So there was a lot of suppression. There was a lot of pushing it away. Um, and for me, it really, things didn't change until I came onto the internet mm. and that was only for like, well, obviously I've been on for a while, but on Instagram sharing my journey, that was in June, 2016. So about five years ago now I started sharing, um, because I was sick and I was tired and I was like, can someone else hold this weight with me? Yes. Ugh. And all of these people jumped in out of nowhere. You know, some I'm sure who are watching right now who have just been like, oh, hey, Brina, let me hold you when you're sad. Let mm. me be there for you. Let me show you my skin, too, so we can do this together. Yeah, it, it, it is a long time. Susan's saying it's a long time to suffer. Yeah, it's 26 years for me because I just turned 40. So it's, you know, and I, I love that because although I've kind of come to this place of accepting myself later in life, I have a lot to go off of where I hated myself, right? So I appreciate it so much more now that I'm loving and accepting myself um, as I am. So, so yeah, so, so I had no support at that time. I wasn't reaching out for it. But similar to you, books were a big way into my soul. Meditation and mindfulness. Um, so in 2013, I went for my first silent retreat or 2012, something like that. And that was the first time that I actually heard myself. You know, like that voice in your head. You took the time. You took the space. Yes. Yes. So so I left. I, I, I left Toronto. I live in Toronto. I went up north a couple of hours. My parents dropped me because I thought I was going to like some cult gathering. Right? <laughs> they didn't know. And I just had this interest in meditation. And at that point, it wasn't as mainstream as it is now. Right. So people would think it's a bit more witchy. But I instead of taking like an intro course, I always say or downloading an app, I decided to go on a 10 day silent retreat. Wow. You went, you went right in. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was desperate. So I ended up going to um, this place called Vipassana and you sit for 10 days. There's no eye contact, no reading, no writing, like your complete sensory deprivation. It's not like you're doing yoga and drinking green juice. Like it's, it was a bit hardcore. It's scary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you wake up at three 30 and then you go to bed around 9 PM. Your meals are prepared for you. It's a very beautiful experience mm -hmm. and in terms of what it is. But when you start to hear these thoughts or when I started to hear my thoughts, how yeah. irritated I was with everyone around me, I saw how much of my reaction to the world was a reflection on how I was talking to myself, right? There was this, there was a really big opening through the silence, you know, um, the silent, I, what's that saying by Ram Dass, the more silent you are, the quieter you are, the more you can hear, yes. you know, when I started to hear Oh, you're not good enough. Oh, that person's so annoying. Oh, this is this, you know, just like me beating myself up constantly. Judgment, judgment. Yes. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. It was all the judgment, all yeah. the judgment. 
and and also this thought that I'll never get better, that I'm not good enough, that I'm ugly, uh, that I'm so uh, like I'm in so much pain. I hate my pain. I hate my pain. A lot of you know the the opposite of acceptance maybe is resistance. I, I guess so. Yeah. Lots of lots of resistance, lots of hating, lots of anger. Um, but I I like now I'm realizing I have to release it. I have to think it. I have to let it out of my mouth. I have to let it out of my mind. I have to let it out on my paper with a pen in order to free myself. And so I think that's what started happening. Once I started getting silent, it felt like an avalanche. It wasn't like you, you come out feeling like a Zen monk, right? After 10 days, you're like, what the hell? Have I been sleeping my whole life? Right. right. And wow. who is this girl? I had to look in the mirror and say, who is this girl? And what does she even like? I remember I had a boyfriend and he, I, he asked me, what do you like? like? What do you like to do? And I had no answer. None. I had no interest, no hobbies, because I spent all my time worrying about my skin and mm -hmm. how I looked and getting people to like me, right? Impressing other people. Mm -hmm. And so becoming silent gave me that opportunity to let things, things settle. So oh, there's such like a message here. There's such a message here that I so resonate with mm -hmm. constantly looking in the outside world for everything we need, all the validation to feel good enough, to feel smart enough feel beautiful enough. And it wasn't until you looked inward where the true gifts started to come to the surface, right? You had to allow the pain to rise to the surface so that you could release it and share the gift that you are, like share the gift that you are and be like, and enjoy the gift that you are for yourself. And that to me is just everything. Like that is so very beautiful. I don't even like, it brings me to tears. It really does. And I feel like the other lesson here is share your truth, you know, share your truth. And I, I don't want to make it about other people and I don't want to make it yeah. about social media, but the fact that you did that, I feel like that was part of your self-acceptance journey. Yes. Yes. And, and, and the validation was essential in that way. Yeah. Because like, so it's funny because when I was looking for people to tell me that I was okay, that's where it was a bit difficult when I was looking for them, sorry, to like me or to fit in. But when I just came on and I was candid and I was myself, I started my page confidentially, right? I didn't grow it to kind of grow a community. I, I started the page as a support system for myself and to meet other people who were like me. Right. Um, and, and so I remember kind of posting for the first time, posting my face or posing my hand and people were like, oh my gosh, me too. I feel that way too. Don't worry. And so that validation, the support rather, the being held, the, the soft landing of when I shared my truth, when I shared that, I wasn't rejected. I, no one turned their back on me. Instead, they opened their arms to me. So I always say I healed in community. This page saved my life, right? Social media saved my life. It did. Because I, I now, as you can, I have many hobbies. I've read many books. I get to live a wonderful life. And I'm grateful to the community online for helping me do that. You know? Amazing. You just said something so powerful. I feel like we need to plaster it somewhere. Social media saved my life. That's like an article title. That's a book title, Rena. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but seriously speaking, like it, in the, the way that we are powerful creators and the way that perception is everything, like so many people look at social media, like it's the devil, like it's awful, like it's the root of all evil, you know? And it's like, well, what are you tuning into? What are you using it for? What kind of power, what kind of meaning are you giving it? And look at you giving it such 
a positive meaning, finding your tribe, finding your people and giving other people the permission to share as well, right? Like to see you, to, to acknowledge you, to witness maybe the pain that you were going through and to feel like somewhere in their hearts, oh my goodness, like she gets me. She feels what I'm feeling. Yes, yes. And seeing other people then say to me, oh, I saw your picture, so I did this too. I went out in shorts, you know, because again, going out in shorts, this maybe a lot of people wouldn't think about that. Or maybe they've gone to a wedding and wore a dress, right? Because their scales are so visible that they're nervous. And so when I see people out and doing that, right, being out in the world and living into themselves and then taking care of themselves in a different way, right? right? First starting, so so we've gone, we've taken the risk, we've gone out into society. Then we come home and we start to start at a new baseline to say, how can I start caring for myself in a different way? You know, how do I start to accept myself a little bit more wherever I am? What can I do to care for myself? Is that to get more mindful? Is that to change my diet? Is that to get a support community, right? We start to build up from where we are instead of kind of letting those obstacles hold us back or hold us down. That's mm-hmm. what I felt really, really changed for me. And I feel so grateful for that opportunity. And then again, like I said, going out and sharing with girls, like younger girls, because that was a big message. I still get that a lot. This is what young girls need to hear. This is what young girls need to hear, you know, because it's, because it's such a difficult thing. So many of us struggle with something. We all have something, right? Before I had psoriasis, I remember Um, I must have been like 10 or nine, right? I was really tall. I was a larger girl, like just larger because tall and just big boned. And my knuckles were really dark. That was like my big thing. Oh my gosh, my skin's so dark and my knuckles are really dark. And I was obsessed with that. And so it was funny because I was always looking for something wrong with me um, and picking out how it was different than all of the other girls in my class. I wasn't skinny enough or I wasn't blonde enough, whatever it was. I I just was, I wasn't light enough. I just wasn't the right girl. And so having this condition added a new obstacle, but it also offered me this opportunity to be like, oh my gosh, now looking back, right? Hindsight 2020, I'm like, I can tell these girls, you know what? Like, it's wonderful to be unique. It's wonderful to accept yourself because we accept ourselves, then we can start entertaining a whole new life, right? The world opens up to possibilities. But when we're resisting what is, we're kind of stuck, right? What's that saying? What resists persists. It really resonates now. Because if I'm always like, this is wrong, that's wrong, this is wrong, that's wrong, it just keeps coming up. Where when I say, this is where I'm at, yes, I don't necessarily love it, but I'm going to look at it for what it is when I'm not pushing it away, when I'm not kind of catastrophizing in the future, when I just say like right now I'm having a split in my palm, right? It's really painful. But when I sit here and I say to myself, this is where I am. What do I need? Yeah. I'm still worthy. I'm still beautiful. I'm still good. I'm still worthy of my own love, right? How can I take care of myself? And for me at the moment, it means taking a break off social media, going for beautiful long walks, right? And with the pandemic on top of it, like, Mm-hmm. It has been, I, I live on my own, so it has been an exercise in self-acceptance. As I said, I'm 40. I've made very unconventional life choices. I've always kind of been a bit of a free spirit. I've never done what I was supposed to do. Um, and so it's, it's wonderful because now I'm starting to settle into that. Even when the old thoughts come up, the old kind of negative patterns come up, right? The, the, the old kind of grinding at myself and all the things that are wrong with me. I'm learning how to work through that, right? I'm learning to still be there for myself. I always say, hold my own hand, right? Pat myself on the back. 
Yeah, yeah. We have Susan saying, <clears throat> my son has suffered with psoriasis for years. May I ask what kind of treatment helped you? I know stress can create flares. Yeah, that's a really, hi Susan. Um, and, and, and so much love to your son. I always say so much love for the mothers because you care so much. So for me, it's been, um, I've done a number of traditional treatments and natural treatments. So for me, it was, I used a book called My Goodness Recipes. Also tried the medical medium protocol, did a lot of the celery juice. Um, so I have a plant-based diet. I don't drink any alcohol. So a lot of those things. And then I've taken biologics in the past. Um, I've used steroid cream and methotrexate. So I have used a bunch of kind of uh, system systemic treatments. Mm -hmm. um, but at the moment, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm natural and I'm trying, I'm considering doing a drug trial. So just trying different, different things to help because when you get in pain, it helps to calm it down with the medication. And then I find lifestyle helps. Um, and mindfulness, mindfulness really helps or mindfulness meditation rather really helps. Yeah. I hope that helps Susan. And, and like, my point of view, obviously, like, from a different angle as a health coach, like what works for one person doesn't always work yeah. for another. It's amazing to have community, to talk about ideas, to, you know, reflect back to each other what's worked for you, but to also, and Susan is becoming a health coach right now. So she knows like the quality of, of figuring it out for yourself. And like you said, so eloquently, Rena, like asking yourself, what do I need right now? Yes. And looking inward, looking inward and asking yourself for the answers. And uh, yeah, Susan says, I'm always sharing the healthy lifestyle. I know you are, I know you are Susan. So talk to me about, you know, this idea. And, and we also have to talk about your Dove campaign because this is coming up with my question is like, redefining beauty, right? Like you and I, we would look in the magazine, we wouldn't see girls that look like us, we wouldn't see, like, it was just, I remember also growing up, like I wasn't blonde enough. And um, my skin wasn't the right color. And like, there was so much negative self talk. And we were constantly only pointing to the things that were wrong with us. We never looked in the mirror and said, like, what do I love about myself? Where, where, you know, where do I see beauty? Or like, how about my heart? How about my heart? And how is that shining through in my personality and my character? And, you know, all the things we teach at Girl Life. Mm -hmm. um, but, but talk to me about redefining beauty. And then talk to me about your Dove campaign and how, like, oh my goodness, you, I remember sitting in the doctor's office, opening up like Cosmo magazine or something and seeing Rena's face, oh. like, in the magazine. So, all right, I'll, I'll let you. Thank you. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so what was the question? It, 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 so just... first of all, redefining beauty, okay. redefining beauty. like that leads into the magazine. Sure. Bar in a magazine, sharing your version of beauty and sharing what it is for you to be comfortable in your own skin. Yeah, absolutely. Like Heart. even getting in front of a camera. Yes. Was a really big deal, right? Taking up that space because every time I'd have to go to anything that had a photo shoot or like photos taken, like a wedding even, I'd be like, what am I going to wear? How am I going to do this? And so redefining beauty, I think there's a huge movement on social media. So it seems like for the last five years, I've seen a completely different standard of beauty. Maybe it's all the things I follow, but there's been a lot more people kind of coming out and saying, I am beautiful as I am, like just like this, the uniqueness of each and every one of us, right? That's the, that's the most beautiful part to know that your nose and my nose are different, but they're both beautiful. They're both just perfect. We have been created in this perfect form. And so even to deny that, like, 
to myself, I always think, well, am I not just perfect as I am? Am I not? And so when I was asked to be on the Dove campaign, I was in India. I had just quit my job. I had a great job. I just quit my job. I was sitting in India. I was so sick. Okay. I was throwing up. I wanted to come home. I was signed up for another month. And I remember calling my dad and just being like, I give up. I don't know what I'm going to do. Like I'm stuck here. I thought this was my next big gig. And yeah. Dove called. Dove my called when I was there. You know how the universe throws you a net sometimes? It just says, hey girl, I got you. So yeah. They, so they called and they said they were doing, excuse me, doing a campaign for real beauty. And you know, they've done real beauty with different body sizes and skin tones, but they were doing now skin texture, people with eczema and psoriasis. And so they said they were doing a shoot in a month in New York City. Would I be interested in joining? And I remember thinking, me? <laughs> Are you, sh hello? <laughs> me? Yeah, the universe answered, that's right. And so they, they did, they, um, they flew me to New York. I felt like an absolute celebrity. We went to this beautiful shoot that was where Victoria's Secret shot. And instead of hiding my skin, right? Instead of hiding my skin, I was there to celebrate it. And I was there to share. And I remember thinking like, I'm, I, I don't know, I'm not really a big like person for all the, the glitz and the glamor. But I remember saying to myself, imagine you walking through Target and seeing someone you know, my picture was like this and my skin was showing and someone that looked like you, that looked different, that may give someone else hope, that may give someone else a chance to say, oh, if she can do it, then I can do it too. Yeah. You know, even starting the page for me was a way of redefining beauty. I will always say that I am so much more comfortable in my skin because I came out of hiding. You know, I came out of hiding in this kind of from who I was and what I wanted. And yeah. now I get this whole opportunity for the rest of my life to discover that and to share that with others. I always say like, it's just about taking the next step. Like I don't even need to see the whole picture. You know, sometimes there's just pressure for me to be like, I need to figure everything out. I need to find my purpose. You know, I need to do X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, just take the next step, just take the next step. And so the beauty part of it, because I kind of got over this hurdle, of not liking myself and, and, and really just pushing away all that I was. Since I've been working through that and continue to work through that, I feel that my whole life is, has opened up. And so beauty to me now, I see in every person, I see in everything. Like it kind of is like, of course, like we're all so different. Why yeah. wouldn't we be like, what, why would we want to be like anyone else other than who we are? Like it just feels almost like, like we're not appreciating all that we've been given and all that we've been gifted and to want to be like another person. It's, it's lovely to celebrate another, but I, I'm okay with, with being just me as I am. Right. And that's a huge liberation. And there's times again, you know, you look at another person or for example, I'm going to give you guys a real example this weekend or Christmas rather. Right. So I, saw my mother, but I, like I said, I have a very different view on life than, or live a different life than many of my friends. And I started seeing everyone with their kids in their pajamas, taking all these pictures. And I felt so sad. I should be mm. crying, right? Just going to be honest. I'm a very honest person. I've looked oh, at social media, having yeah. that like pouring out of like, oh my gosh, I didn't do this. Oh, I never got married. Oh, my life's terrible because of X, Y, and Z. I saw myself going down the rabbit hole of comparison, of judgment, of no, in, um, uh, I'm not accepting myself and my situation and what I've chosen 
for myself. I've chosen sure. this path, right? This has been my own choice. Sure. And as soon as I saw that, it's good for mindfulness because I snapped out of it. I was like, I am happy for everyone else and I wish everyone the best. I correct my thoughts, you know? I see myself feeling bad and I say to myself, hey girl, you know, there are so many things right around you that are your blessings. You know, there are so many things that you've chosen. So it's this constant reframing when I find myself going down the rabbit hole and that comes to my physical appearance as well. But it's, it's the power of acceptance is that it gives us that peace of mind, right? And it allows us to take that next step. Yes. And oh my God, so much goodness to everything you're saying, but like the power of responsibility almost like you had those feelings, you have every right to feel what you feel. You had those feelings. You asked yourself, what's the thought I'm thinking that's creating feelings. And then you said to yourself, this is the life I chose. Like I'm an active participant in my life and this is actually what I want. And I think there's so much power in having said that. And and then back to like what you're talking about, the beauty and you wouldn't, you look at other people and you celebrate them, but you know, you, you look right back to yourself and say, this is me and I wouldn't want to live in any other way. And the quote comes to mind, the wound is where the light enters you. Yeah. You know that quote, yeah. how like through the pain, you have a whole identity. Like I, I would almost ask you, and I think of my own struggles in my own life, like, mm-hmm. did I welcome them? Absolutely not. Were they fun to go through? Absolutely not. Would I change them? No chance because I just wouldn't be who I am today. And I'm proud of the woman that I am today. I'm proud of the growth and the resilience journey, all of it. Uh, and, and I, and I look at you, this beautiful light worker in the world, celebrating herself, shining a light on others, giving others opportunities to share themselves in such a raw and real way. And what a gift to the world you are for showing up as you are. And that all stemmed from, you know, the wound where the light entered you. You're so right, actually. I never thought of it that way, but absolutely. It, it was the wound and I too wouldn't change it because it's kind of, I would say it's like the sandpaper of our life, right? Like it kind of just cleanses it all down, takes it all away till you're stripped down to actually who you are in this essence. And I think I'm only able to celebrate others because I celebrate and accept myself. So starting within makes me able to have compassion for others as well to say they're human. They're going through their own thing. Let's do the best that we can together. You know, so, so I too would never change it because it's made me who I am. It's my mother always asked me, you know, like, would you take it away if like you could just live without psoriasis and you could have clear skin, all would be perfect, whatever the heck that looks like. I'm sure there's other challenges I would have went through, but I'm so grateful because it was this really kind of pronounced journey. Like I have a very open journey. Everyone can see my pain. A lot of people maybe struggle on the inside or struggle in their minds, but mine was out in the world. And so I was forced to have this self-acceptance journey. It wasn't a, a, a choice. If, if anything, it was done in desperation. But because I got to do that, like you said, I now can give that opportunity to myself to live well, but also show others that it's possible to live well, to heal, to feel better, even if your skin flares up, even if you don't feel the best some days. This is the time where we're, we need to be there for ourselves even more, right? So thank you for asking that. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, the final question I'll ask you, I could speak for hours, really. But what I would love to know from you and your point of view, what is empowerment to you? 
What is empowerment to me? That's a really good question. I would say when, when I first think of empowerment, I think of like, I, I, I don't know why I think of like a force, but it's, it's, it's this, I, I think of self empowerment. So mm -hmm. I think of giving yourselves, giving yourself what you need to get where you want to go. Right. So, um, or giving yourself what you need in the moment, starting where you are. Right. And then making the choices that, that you want to make, regardless of what anyone else thinks, doing what's best for you, listening to that voice within and then taking action. So I think that is how, um, that's how I would describe it. Cause I really just think of it being like kind of coming in and out, coming in and out. So, so kind of just thinking of like what it is I want, tuning out the inside, um, outside voices and, and taking that step forward. That's what does it say? Do you think your negative emotions are genetic and how are you taught to deal with your emotions as a child? Yeah, that's a really good point, Alicia. Actually, I wasn't taught to, uh, to, to work with my negative thoughts. My journey into working with my negative thoughts have, has only come in the last few years as I've gone through CBT or different types of therapy um, and my mindfulness journey um, starting in 2013. So I slowly started to peel back the layers. So I think I wasn't taught to work with that with my negative thoughts. It was negative thoughts. You're too sensitive. Get over it. Move forward. My parents were refugees. So they right. went through a lot, you know? And so for them, they were just trying to put food on the table. And so it was a luxury to have a negative thought. They would think like, get over it. You have everything. So for me, it's, it's very important because it holds me back. So I've been taught later in life how to deal with it. And I agree when I'm negative, then I start getting stressed you know, when I start worrying and then my skin starts to flare and it's this vicious cycle. So I've learned later to reframe and it's, it's, I think I'll work on that for the rest of my life for sure. Yeah. And, and there's never like, it's like so many of us feel like we were raised in this way. We've got to be in this way. We can't change it. It's so hardwired into our system and it's just not like that. Like we, we have the freedom to choose a new way for ourselves. We love and honor our parents. We love that they did the best that they could with the information and knowledge that they had. But we can also release ourselves of needing to follow exactly what they did when we start to mature and to learn and to empower ourselves and know a different way that works for us. Right. Yeah. So it's never too late. It's never too late. It's like that growth mindset. You know, I, I, I used to think this is the way that I am. I'm angry, I'm jealous, I feel envious, I hate myself. This is, I'll always have this skin and this is the way I'll always be. You know, it was like hardwired into me. And now it's been like unraveling it, which has been like, it's painful, especially when it's been 40 years of winding these thoughts really tight. Now starting to unravel them. I'm like, oh, I can have a different thought. And it's conscious awareness and constant repetition, right? Like, like, yeah, me too, Alicia, finally realizing that. So when I hear myself saying, oh, look at all these families, I'm feeling so bad about myself. I hear the thought. I then ask myself, is that, is that actually true? Right. And if it's, is it true? And is it helping me? And what will be the most generous thing to do for myself in this moment? How can I be generous with myself? You know, or if I look at another person's skin and say, oh, I wish my skin was like that. I want to wear shorts. That was my big thing. I'll never get to wear shorts. Actually, I can just put on shorts right now and walk outside. It's me that's stopping my, well, I wouldn't in the snow, but, but it's me that's stopping myself. Right. And so it's learning that I can reprogram and rewire myself. Um, what a liberation and what a gift. So yeah. And then again, getting to share it with younger girls, getting to share it with the, 
because now we have a whole opportunity for girls to actually live a different life, to actually support and love each other through their ups and their downs, right? And it's not, I used to feel very competitive with, with other girls. Yes. Like, we, like I had to be better than them. I had to be prettier. I had to get the boys. I needed everyone's attention, right? All those kinds of things were now, you know, as I'm with my own girlfriends, it's sisterhood. Yes. It's support. It's, 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 it's kind of helping each other grow together. It's not competition. It's celebration. It's collaboration. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. And this is, this is what you, the gift that you bring to the girls who you serve. Like we're so proud and honored to have you as one of our girl life facilitators. And if you had one message, one message for the girls, what would it be? Oh, what would it be? <laughs> there are so many and feel there is so there is so many. I know that there's a message on your heart. Like if you could take out a billboard, I always say if I could take out a billboard and just give one message to every young girl, what would it be? You are perfect as you are. <sighs> just as you are. That that's the thing I'd want to see. Like just as you are, nothing to add, nothing to take away, just here, all good. You're you you are loved, you are enough. You know, it's that 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 would be what I'd say, yeah, for sure. Beautiful. And I am Jasmine is saying the young age is critical for us girls. We have to encourage at those tender ages. We do. And that's what we're trying to do. That's what I'm trying to do. That's what Rena's trying to do. It's so important to, to share with girls how powerful they are and how they get to choose. We get to choose. And Susan is saying beautiful. My mantra is I am enough. That is for That is for And even I always say it till I believe it. Because repetition, right, is a mother of mastery. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm brainwashing myself with the thoughts I want to think because I've been brainwashed with all the things I haven't wanted to think. So now I'm starting to reprogram. And I tell myself, too, I am enough. Even on those days when I don't feel like I'm enough, I still love myself through that and say, you are, you are, you know? So, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Everyone would like to know how they can get in touch with you. Sure. I'll just put a little handle I'll here. Instagram, Facebook, website, whatever you have to share uh, so that people can stay connected. Yeah, so it's psoriasis underscore thoughts. And then my website is Rena Roop, R-E-E-N-A-R-U-P. I just started it. So it's feeling, I know, it's feeling, it's feeling exciting. So thank you. I, I wanted to also say thank you so much, Melanie. Thank you for all that you've done in this community. I know when I came back from India and I was in a, a bit of a, a funk, I reached out to you and you supported me and having the girl life curriculum, having this ability to connect with young girls and hold these circles that I was doing, going to different parties and like having, getting to make an impact when I felt so low was the, so helpful to see that I can serve just as I am. That too helped me accept myself, you know, because I was like, I can still make an impact in the world as I'm working on myself. So I feel so, so grateful for that. So thank you for the work you do. Um, I'm all you put out. Thank you. I know so many people will benefit from today's talk. Thank you, Rena. I benefited. I felt so good. Thank you for listening. Aww. Have a great day. Much love. Bye, sweetheart. Bye. Bye. If you love what you're hearing, please go ahead and leave us a review so we can keep the empowerment flowing. Also, be sure to join us on Instagram at Girl Life Empowerment. And check out our Facebook group called The Business of Empowering Girls, where thousands of women who have female entrepreneurship and empowerment on their hearts come together. I am so grateful to have you as a part of our community, and I'll talk to you again next week.